Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Santa H., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, August 31st, 2015. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 159, paragraph number 2, beginning with, All This Time Our Friend. Today's readers are The Twelve Steps, Anne M., The Twelve Traditions, Lisa H., and reading the literature today are Terry H., Penny C., and Chelsea H. The share ID number for Sunday, August 30th, our special edition meeting, speaker Esther C., entitled Ideas, 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 Emotions, Attitudes. How do I discard the old ones and where do I get new ones? Is 7958. 7958. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive overeating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our meaning is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Anne M. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Anne. Anne, star one. Thank you. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Sorry about that. This is Anne M. from Minnesota. Uh, the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. <clears throat> Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Eight, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Oh, seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed 
and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And thank you for this service opportunity. Thank you, Anne M. I will now ask Lisa H. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Santa. Um, This is Lisa H., recovered uh, compulsive overeater from West Tennessee. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Lisa H. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderator is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read.
We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 159, paragraph number 2, beginning with, All This Time Our Friend. I will now ask Terry H. to begin reading. Good morning, Terry. Good morning, Santa. Good morning, Vision for you. My name is Terry H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maine. All this time, a friend of the hotel lobby incident remained in that town. He was three months. He was there three months and now returned home, leaving behind his first acquaintance, the lawyer and the devil-may-care chap. These men had found something brand new in their life, so they knew they must help other alcoholics if they would remain sober. That motive became secondary. It was transcended, transcended by the happiness they found in giving themselves for others. They shared their homes, their slender resources, and gladly devoted their spare hours to fellow sufferers. They were willing by day or night to place a new man in the hospital and visit him afterwards. They grew in numbers. They experienced a few distressing failures, but in those cases they made an effort to bring the man's family into a spiritual way of living, thus relieving much worry and suffering. Wow, this um, this paragraph is packed. Um, so I just want to just um, I'm just so grateful how the how the fellowship has it's starting to grow. You know now we you know we got Bill W. And then Dr. Bob, and now we've gone on to um, Bill Dobson, and now we've gone on to, you know, A number four, which um, his name was Ernie G. And, um, you know, they're, they're starting to pass on the message. And, um, you know, Ernie was six days in the hospital before they came to visit him, you know, because his, his brain needed to be cleared a little bit, uh, you know, a few days longer than usual. And, uh you know, they, they came and they visited him, and, you know, here we got A number four, and, um, you know, Ernie's story is um, in the first edition. Um, it's, uh, he was the author of a seven-month slip. Um, and what happened with Ernie, you know, he became, um, you know, self-confident and, and careless, and um, he had a, a, a slip, and um, he had par- paradoxically relapses, and um, they got worse and worse, and... Uh, you know, uh, up until the time he died in uh, 1971, um, Ernie got sober in 1935. And but you know, the the gift of these men just um, being able to carry the message to others. You know, it says these men had found something brand new in their life. And what was that brand new thing in their life was to carry this message to other, you know, in our case, other compulsive overeaters, or in their case, you know, other alcoholics and. Um, Though they knew, though they knew they must help other alcoholics if they were to remain sober, that motive became secondary. Um, so that you know, it tells me you know, step twelve is you know, I call you know, step twelve the joy of living because it's it's really about you know giving back um, what was so freely given to me. And I was saying when I'm thinking of when I'm thinking of you, you know, I have, I have less time to think of me and. Um, you know, what is my problem? My problem is, you know, my selfishness and my self-centeredness, and, and, and that will kill me if, if I don't continue to, you know, live, live by the spiritual principles. And, 
you know, um, you know, when I'm when I'm full of self, you know, it it just blocks me off and and leads me back to you know the, you know, to the food and you know how can I be be a self, you know, how can I be selfish and self-centered if I'm if I'm constantly thinking how I can be useful to you and um, and others and and that has been the gift that really God has given me. It's been a, a priceless treasure of God's grace and um, and but I can only keep it and increase it by giving it away. And, you know, on page 20, you know, it talks about, you know, our very lives as X problem drink is dependent on our constant thought of others and how we may help their needs. And then um, on page 102, which is one of my favorite paragraphs, you know, what is my, my new job now? You know, what is God's job for me? You know, my it says your job now is to be at a place where you can be of maximum helpfulness to others. So never hesitate to go anywhere if you can be helpful. So that tells me, you know, I get to do God's work, but I can't do his job. And um, I'm so grateful. You know, um, my only job now is, is to be placed where, be in a place where I can be of maximum service to, to um, others. And um, thank you, God, one day at a time. That's what my life is. And, um, you know, it tells us the spiritual life is not a theory. We have to live it. So I get to live it one day at a time. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Terry H. And who would like to comment on that paragraph? Nessa? Kim G? Nessa Charles R. H. Kim G? Charles H. Charles H. Nessa? Nessa R, I have you. I have Nessa R, Kim G, Charles H. Anyone else? Paula D. Paula D. Okay, we'll start with that. Nessa R, you're up first. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Thank you very much. This is Nessa R, uh, recovered compulsive overeater on my way back to Toronto, Canada. Um, I was spending uh, a week with, uh, with my family in the uh, beautiful cottage country in Canada, uh, for which I'm grateful for, but I'm grateful to also be going back to the land of um, cellular phone uh, reception, emails, data, and Wi-Fi because I was um, totally cut off from communication while I was uh, while I was in the cottage. And you know, like this paragraph uh, just is speaking to what I'm most looking forward to going back to the city. And um, I, I carry the message. I work with others for two reasons. Number one, because it's the only thing that gives me immunity um, against relapse into the food. Um, but more importantly, because I love working with others, I love my sponsees, I derive such tremendous joy, such tremendous joy in, in working with them. And um, in uh, about two weeks, we are starting a new face-to-face -face meeting here in Toronto, or there in Toronto, I'm not quite there yet. Uh, a big book study meeting patterned um, after the format of, of this meeting, A Vision for You, um, because carrying the message and working with others is what truly, truly, truly has given a, a beautiful meaning to, to my newfound life in, in recovery. Uh, I cannot wait to, uh, to start talking to my sponsees again. I was totally cut off from all of them without any phone reception whatsoever. And, and I miss them, and I miss the work. I miss the regular phone calls. I miss the, 
the, just the regular routine of my life when when I'm in the city and I can be um, in contact with others uh, for my sake and for their sake as well. And uh, I'm glad to be able to uh, to share in this meeting uh, once more. And with that, I pass. Um, thanks. Thank you, Nessa R. Good morning, Kim G. Good morning, Santa. Good morning, all. My name is Kim Jay, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. Though they knew they must help other alcoholics if they would remain if they would remain sober, the motive became secondary. It transcended by the happiness they found giving themselves for others. You know, they knew they must help other alcoholics if they would remain sober. You know, I have to say this was kind of missed for me for many years. You know, I thought that in order to remain sober, I had to attend a certain number of meetings, make a certain number of phone calls, all those different things. It didn't, I wasn't really linked into the fact that my life depended on my constant thought of others and how I can meet their needs. You know, and I think to myself of a very common um, program in my area is called Relapse and Recovery. And... You know, what I realized is I misunderstood what that meant because if recovery is the steps, then in order for me to relapse from recovery, and then I had to work the steps. And what I often found was what I was relapsing from was abstinence. What I was relapsing from was, was the fellowship. So I think of page 30 where it says all of us felt at certain times we were regaining control but such intervals usually brief were inevitably followed by still less control which led in time to pitiful and incomprehensible demoralization. We are convinced to a man that alcoholics of our type are in the grip of a progressive illness. Over any considerable period, we get worse, never better. So what was happening wasn't I was relapsing and recovering. What was happening is I was, the disease was progressing. So if my sobriety, I want to remain sober forever. If I want permanent sobriety, I'm going to have to carry this message. And when I get phone calls from people who have gone through the steps and have relapsed, the question I always ask them is, well, tell me about your 10 and 11 and 12 practice. Because they're telling me they're living in 10, 11, and 12 and they relapse. And what I find is, number one, they talk about step 10 being a nightly review. And step 10 is not a nightly review. That's part of step 11. Step 10 is how are you throughout the day getting unblocked. If you're getting jammed up, if you're getting restless, irritable, and discontent, how are you getting unblocked from God? And in step 11, people often say, well, yeah, I say prayers. But step 11 is a practice. Or do you have a morning routine, an evening routine, and a, and, a, and a pausing throughout the day? And last, in step 12, I often ask, how many people are you working with? Oh, well, I'm too busy to sponsor. Ding, 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 ding. That is a recipe for relapse. If we want to be in permanent recovery, we have to make sure we have contact with recovered people, make sure we have daily contact with our spot, with um, God, and lastly and most importantly, are we having daily contact with the still suffering? Because I'm going to read that one more time. Though they knew they must help other alcoholics if they would remain sober, the motive became secondary. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim G. Good morning, Charles H. Good morning, Santa H. You sound good up there, for real. Thank you, God, for waking us up this morning, all of us. Amen. Um, first of all, I want to say a rest in peace to Wayne Dyer. What a spiritual being. That man really, you know, 
I see all the spirituality in him. I don't I don't care to see the religion today. I just the spirituality. Thank you, God, for that man. But I want to drill down on all this time our friend of the hotel lobby incident. Thank you, God, for that hotel lobby incident, right? Um it says he he stayed there for three he was there for three months. Well, guess what's gonna happen in less than two months? You know where we're gonna be at, right? It's gonna be lit. Out of control. But I wanna go down to um I wanna go down to where it says that's a lot it was a lot said in this paragraph. Oh, they experienced a few distressing failures. God, I was one of them failures, God. Miserable, a mess. Just all in it, all up in everything. Right? And and you know, we just talked about, you know, last week a couple of couple of weeks, um, Bill Dobson, right? And and I read his story um yesterday. I was just feeling, you know, feeling uplifted from that brother and you know, he he, he said he looked at Dr. Bob and Bill W. like in his I guess because we share our experience, we don't sh- share our opinion, right? Unless your name is Miss Doctor Silkworth. But he said, he said, um, if those guys can do it, I can do it. That that's, that that should help any newcomer that's on here right now, or any retread, or any recovered person. If they can do it, I could do it. Ain't nothing different in their DNA. If you up this morning and you abstinent right now. You can do it with the help of a higher power. It ain't nothing special about vision for you. It ain't even nothing special about the big book. But if you got the willingness that Dr. That, that Dr. Bob, when Bill W. showed him in a second forward, if you can muster up that willingness and utilize Dr. Silkwork approach, you too can be a miracle. You too can be a walking miracle, and then you can share um, you can transmit something to somebody else. Man, glory to God. I got four people on the action, on the plan of action right now, and I'm going to nudge them, kick them, push them, because that's what we do. I need them to recover so they can help other people recover. And with that, I pass. You know I get zinged up on a Monday morning. I'm sorry. Love y'all like cooked food. Healthy, afternoon cooked food, not pass. Thank you, Charles H. Good morning, Paula D. And good morning, Santa. This would be Paula D. And uh, I am a compulsive eater recovered today by the grace of God. And, you know, as we come into these these lines here, these men had found something brand new in life. And now we know that these men have very active lives. I mean, they were doctors, they were lawyers, and they were uh, salesmen and representatives. And so, But look, at something brand new in life. And they weren't young. It isn't like they were in their teens or their 20s. These men had found something brand new in life. I keep repeating that. Not known before. Though they knew, and this is what they did know, they must help other alcoholics if they would remain sober. But this is the part I want to key in. That motive. See, it was always motives that drove me. But that motive became secondary. Gee, really? Well, that's what's going to keep you sober. Secondary, you say? And I'm going to go right along here. It was transcended higher, even higher than that, by the happiness they found. 
in giving themselves for others. Now we see both places the word found. They were seeking. They were seeking. Who would think that to keep it as the gold miner, and we read about in, in this beautiful book that tells you the words of lives, of lives that were changed. The gold miner, remember? He finally struck gold, the mother load though. But the thing was, the more he gave away, the more he gave away, the more, the more richer he became, but not in ways that we thought, in the ways that today that we know through recovery. And I just keep thinking, as was shared, you know, this program has to be worked. It must be worked. And I believe, for me, the first thing is to go to God. Ask God. And the steps are provided. Surrender every day. Come to believe. Make a decision. Go on with those steps. And live in 10, 11, and 12. And thank you for allowing me to share. And with that, I do pass. Thank you, Paula D. And thank you to everyone who shared. And thank you for everyone for being respectful of the time. We also like to comment on what was read. We are on page 159, the second paragraph. Renata P. Reva P. Hi. Amy G. I can I heard a few names before Reva P. Can you tell me those names again? Renata. Renata. Janice. Amy G. Amy G. Larry K. Okay, and who else came in after that? Was it Diane G. I heard? I have Renata G, Janice M, Amy G, and Mary K. Who, who, who did I miss? Reba okay, P. Reba P. That's it. Okay, I have Renata G, Janice M, Amy G, Larry K, Reba P. Renata G, you're up first. Good morning, Renata. Good morning, Santa. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Renata G. Recovered Compulsive Aid in New York. Um, though they knew they must help other alcoholics if they would remain sober, that motive became secondary. It was transcended by the happiness they found in giving themselves to others. And so, you know, um, I want to talk about how was it for me trying to sponsor before going through the fest. You know, I remember fighting the obsession of the mind, like white-knuckling abstinence every single day. And I remember, you know, I had um, set times with sponsees, and I would dread the call so much. I would be like, oh, my gosh, I feel awful, and I want to eat, and I don't know what to do, and they're going to call, and I have to be supportive to them, and I have to tell them something. And, you know, like I felt... It was just such a struggle. I felt so inadequate because, you know, of course, I I was trying to be their, their nutritionist. I was trying to be their, you know, counselor, their doctor, all the things that I'm not qualified to be. You know, I was trying to be a life coach, whatever, you know. Like, there was no step work involved at all. And, you know, step 12 is very clear. It says, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of that, we try to carry the message to the compulsive reader who still suffers. And so, I mean, 
I was trying to pass on something that I didn't have, and that's why it was so painful. And, you know, today all I can do is to be a guide to someone else, to light up the path the same way someone else did for me, through the set, you know, using the big book, using my experience. That's all I can do. And so there is joy and happiness and, you know, a feeling of usefulness in that because, you know, all I'm trying to do today is guiding, trying to guide someone into the solution that I found in this in this self-set. Not in Renata's plan. Not in, you know, Renata's way of living. And so as long as I keep in this big book, in this 12 set, then, you know, I get the promises that it says here. You know, that I'll, I'll find happiness in helping others. So I'll, I'll feel useful. And then just, you know, a comment, like, one thing I love to do in life is to travel. And I just came back from vacation, from a different country, whatever, and I started thinking that maybe, you know, next year I wanted to just take a year off and travel the whole world, right? And I started reading about it. It doesn't take that much money, blah, blah, blah. It's doable, totally doable. And then, you know, I prayed about it, and it came to me, like, if I'm traveling for a whole year, let's say every month, every week I'm in a different country, how am I going to be able to carry the message? How am I going to be able to help others? Who am I thinking of if I'm just, you know, trying to do something for myself? And then the idea went away. Like, even though it's something I love doing in life, I know, you know, my job today is to be helpful to others. I need to carry the message. I want to carry the message. I don't want to give it up. With that, I pass. Thank you, Renata G. And good morning, Janice M. Well, good morning to you, um, Santa and everyone. My name is Janice M., and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Yeah, this paragraph hits me, too, with all those people that have been away from a vision for you, which is my second family. Um, Okay. Um, You know, what this paragraph is, is really hitting me today is, you know, the service aspect. You know, the gift that I received from my higher power you know, you would think, okay, you know, you lose the weight, you know, you recovered, and that's it. Because, you know, I didn't come into OA to have friends. I really didn't. I came into OA to lose weight. That was my first thing. So if you're new and you're hearing all these things about, you know, giving it away, and, and, and um, of course, you know, my addiction, my compulsive overeating, um, created a very, very lonely, lonely life for me. Um, I created it. I created the isolation. And, um, you know, I was perfectly happy. I thought I was so busy, and I thought I was, you know, had a lot of friends, and on the outside I would smile and blah, 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 but on the inside I was dying. And so what this is teaching me is this is what God has in restored for each one of us. And for those that are recovered and 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 are living this new way of life, we understand that this is true joy. Eating wasn't joyful. You know, getting going on vacation was fine, but I could still be lonely, like I like I was. You know, lonely for for the vision for you for my for my other family. And I, if you're new and you then you say, oh, you know, that sounds like a lot of malarkey. Well, let me tell you, it's not. That's my experience anyway. And um, you know, God made me see, you know, that um, it's not a sign of weakness 
to ask for help. Oh, I would never ask for help because I would, I would you think that you would think that, oh, gee, I was weak. No, this is a sign, this is the, the camaraderie of my group, of this group, that, that can work for each one of us, really. Um, it, it prevents the slips and backward slides, uh, sliding. Um, praise God for the tools of recovery, which are the 12 steps. And, you know, help for me is as near as the telephone. And um, I didn't have that uh, gift when I was away on vacation. Um, and uh, those that experience that know that it is a gift to be on the telephone with people that have the same problem as I and the same solution. Help is, is a phone call away. And with that, I, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janice M. Good morning, Amy G. Good morning, Santa. Good morning. Thank you for your service. Thank you, everyone who has shared. Hey, I forgot my clock, my watch today, so keep me on the time, okay, Santa? <laughs> good good morning. My name is Amy. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. These men had found something brand new in life, and further down, was transcended by the happiness they found in giving themselves for other. I mean, I could just say ditto, ditto to everything that uh, Janice has just said. Because, I mean, when I think about this happiness they found in giving of themselves, I mean, I, I don't know about you all, but before program, I mean, this program was, I mean, my life was about three things, me, myself, and I. It was all about serving me, and my definition of happiness was looking for the next high or the next numb. I didn't want to deal with life. I was selfish, self-centered in the extreme, and everything was about my will. Talk about self-will one riot. And then I get beaten and pummeled by this disease, and I come to this program, and I surrender, and I work the steps because I know my life depends upon it. I separate from my binge food, and guess what? My life transformed. I mean, it talks about this new way of life. It talks about it in the beginning of working with others. Second paragraph, page 89, life will take on new meaning. To watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends. This is an experience you must not miss. We know you will not want to miss it. Frequent contact with newcomers and with each other is the bright spot of our lives. And it talks about further in the big book that even the newest of newcomers finds undreamed of rewards by carrying this message. I don't know what that page is. But the bottom line is, is that all of a sudden I started understanding what it meant to truly give up myself and what true happiness and joy was in my life, was to be of service to my higher power, my God, and to carry this message that had depth and weight and the power to transform someone else's life. I never even dreamed that that would be possible, that I would have a purpose, that I would have something outside of myself, much less find happiness. I thought sin was well. All I needed to do was hit a magical weight on the scale, like some delusion, and that my life would come together somehow in some magical way, some fantasy. And that's the way my mental obsession had me believing so that I could be constantly disappointed, constantly restless and irritable discontent, so that my only option was option reduction, which was, guess what? The food, the next try, the next delusion for numbness. But this program has shown me a new way of life that has not only saved my life, but given me purpose and given, my life, given me a life beyond my wildest dreams. It talks about those promises on page 83. It's go, it goes way beyond that. And not only that, I have a way to deal with life on life's terms. Through the grace of God in these steps, particularly in 10, 11, and 12, 
regardless of the circumstances, regardless of life, I have a way to deal with it now, as opposed to hiding myself with the food and trying to numb out. This program is amazing. It is awesome. And just like Charles was saying, I'm so pumped up on a Monday because I am grateful, and I know this program has the ability to save lives. It saved mine, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Amy D. And just for corrections, we have Larry K. up next, then Jill T., and then Reba P. Good morning, Larry K. Good morning, Santa. Good morning. Thank you for your service. Larry K., recovered uh, compulsive overeater. Um, gosh, just to, I guess just to add a little bit to what, what's already been said is, okay, so these men, you know, they were essentially, they, they were buying in. There's got to be a buy-in here, right? They were buying into this idea, this notion that we had to give this, carry this message, that somehow we had to, you know, that we were changed, that we were transformed. You know, it reminds me about the price that has to be paid, you know, it, you know, quoting uh, back, you know, my friend, you know, had promised, Abby had promised Bill, my friend promised that when these things were done, I would enter upon a new relationship with my creator, that I would have the elements of a way of living which answered all my problems, belief in a power of God plus enough willingness, honesty, and humility to establish and maintain the new order of things were the essential requirements. Simple but not easy, a price had to be paid. You know, what was that price? It was they talk, go on and talk about the destruction of, you know, of self. And, um, you know, I, unbeknownst to me, you know, I used to carry a message, you know. Um, I, I carried a message, all right. The message that I was carrying was one of judgment and fear and control, self-centeredness to the extreme, isolation. These were the messages I was carrying, even though I, I certainly didn't know that I was carrying those message messages, you know, um, I wasn't consciously aware of that, but nonetheless, I was carrying those messages. Today, I carry a mess. The message I carry today is, is not my message. It's just very simple. You know, um, I, I worked these steps and something happened to me. I changed. My life is transformed. You know, it's not perfect, but it's transformed. And you know, and it, and it came about because I was brought into a new relationship, a new alignment, if you will, with the higher power of my own understanding. And that's made all the difference. And so, and if that could happen to, to a guy like me, a wretch like me, you know, where I was, it can most certainly happen for you, you know. And, and, and so we carry a message of hope. I mean, that's, that's essentially what this has been since the 1930s to this very day is we carry this message of hope um, because people can see in us the change. We don't sell anybody. I don't sell anybody anything. And frankly, to be honest with you, whether anybody recovers or not, I'd love for them to, but whether they, whether they do or not, it doesn't matter as much as I'm the integrity of the message that I'm carrying. You know, I want them to recover if they do what I did. I think uh, they'll recover. Anyways, thank God for Alcoholics Anonymous, and with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry Kay. Now we have Jill T. Good morning, Jill. Uh, good morning, and uh, excuse the uh, pause there. Uh, yes, Jill T. from Pittsburgh. 
I'm grateful for the meeting this morning. Uh, the main reason I'm uh, chiming in is because I am really struggling in a lot of areas today. It's a good struggle in that some of the things that are uh, very, very deep inside of me are coming to the top. So I really wanted to um, see, you know, the idea that um, beyond, you know, above losing weight and above uh, abstaining from food, the motive to get to this old stuff that's deep down inside of me, these old hurts, that's becoming a motive, a, a main motive for me in that if I keep walking this path and listening to my sponsor, working the steps, then more than I could imagine, I'm getting healthier and cleaned out inside. The process is very painful for me right now. I don't have a lot of doubt about it, and I'm grateful for that. And as people were speaking, I can see where I haven't been making my uh, three outreach calls a day, so I'm going to up that, and I also need to start praying more. I'm such a doer, and I do the action, but I'm just not including my higher power as much as I can. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you for listening. Thank you, GLT. Reva P., good morning. Good morning, Reva. Oh, good morning. This is Reva P., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Um, Actually, today I'm in Montreal, but I live in Toronto. Um, And this paragraph um, speaks to me about the um, miracles of Step 12, that by the time I work the steps, live in 10, 11, and 12, um, but carrying the message as a result of working these steps, as has been so beautifully shared, um, you know, here in Montreal, um, I'm busy uh, with my mother still in hospital, although she's done really well. We're now looking at um, retirement homes or residences for her. And it's easy to get caught up in, is this right, is that right, and forget about God. So, yes, first I go to God, but I have one sponsee who texts me all the time, and I, get a, I can get a text, you know, any day, any time of day. And it's not that it's an obligation. It's just like white-knuckled abstinence. You know, being of service is not, I must do it, okay, put it on the list, tick it off, did I do it today? It reminds me of who my source of guidance is. It reminds me what I need to do for myself so that I can then practice this program and its principles in all my affairs and You know, the person who is in my mother's room, there's four women in the room, including her, and, you know, we're having a conversation with three of them, or I'm closing the blind for one of them who can't get out of the bed, or toasting the bread for somebody else. Like, that is not me before program. It was, oh, my God, I've got a problem. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? This or that. Let's do the pros and cons. Like, being of service in small little ways um, and practicing the principles in all my affairs with the nurses, with the other patients, of course with my mother. Um, and, and the, the word transcend, it, it's hard for me to put into words, but they do it so beautifully in this book, to go above and beyond, above and beyond abstinence only, above and beyond just doing the steps like wrote, like we 
I feel like it's a whole other dimension um, that words can't really explain where my primary purpose, as has been uh, clearly identified to me, is to love my mother unconditionally, no matter where she lives, no matter what she's like. Um, and it's a total 180-degree shift, um, whereas my primary purpose in life was all about, like was shared, me, myself, and I, and what am I going to get? So um, it is amazing having the spiritual awakening as a result of these steps and then practicing in all my affairs um, beyond the fellowship. Um, that's just a brand new life, and for that I'm in immensely grateful. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Reva P. Who else would like to comment on this paragraph before we move on to the next paragraph? Nancy Ara. Good morning. It's Vasa O. Matt M. I have Nancy R., Vasa O., Matt M. Nancy R., good morning. Hi, good morning, family. My name is Nancy R. I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater. And um, <clears throat> I'm just so grateful for Overeaters Anonymous. Um, I'm grateful that God led me to visions for you. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the people that I hear on a uh, regular basis at the uh, conference at the end of next of next month. Um, they... I just want to speak to one uh, one sentence in this paragraph. It was part of one sentence. It was transcended by the happiness they found. And uh, I thought, you know, when, when I was reading this paragraph, I thought, I said, yeah, you know, I have found true happiness uh, in this fellowship, particularly in working with others. I relocated almost two years ago from... Uh, my hometown where I'd lived all of my life to a, uh, a large metropolitan area, to a very small uh, suburban rural area. The first thing I sought out was Overeaters Anonymous. And uh, it's the one place in life that I have really felt that I truly belong. And within, you know, when I walked into the meeting, I was home. I mean, that's nothing short of a miracle. Um, Overeaters Anonymous is the one place where I'm accepted, regardless of my ethnicity or socioeconomic status. Um, it's, it's home. It is home. And the uh, joy and happiness that I have found as a result of working with other people. Uh, I've gotten a sponsee out of this group. And I look forward to talking with her, working, working the steps, uh, sharing the literature with her. I, I, you know, it's it's nothing that I can compare. Uh, of course, it helps to keep me sober. I mean, that was my primary my my primary goal is to stay sober. But it's transcended by the happiness, the joy I have found uh, in the fellowship. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Nancy R. Vasa O. Good morning, Vasa. Good morning, everyone. I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive leader, calling from Massachusetts, and I'm so grateful to God for bringing me to the 
12 steps, you know, over Eaters Anonymous, the big book, and uh, it's just amazing how my life has been transformed over the years, one day at a time, you know, with the food and, you know, with everything else, living life, with not running to the food for comfort anymore or to numb me down. I love being this service to others today. Um, I'm just so grateful that people were there for me. Sometimes I can get overwhelmed. Oh, God, I just it's just too much to do. But if I just do it one day at a time, and I, my life, it's much more manageable to do everything that I do today. Just one more day. I mean, just for today, God, you know, tomorrow's not here yet. Yesterday's not gone. It's gone. And I'm just, I just need to focus for today. And I never, never imagined I could have life that I have today without the food, you know, the peace, the joy, the serenity that I have. You know, it's, you know, um, you know, the body size, it's amazing. You know, I get up, I usually weigh myself once a month. I, I, sometimes I even forget it's not that important. And it just feels good to be in the, the, the size that I am. And I went to a, a neighborhood party yesterday, and I, oh, God, there's so much food everywhere. And, uh, and thank you, God, thank you, God, you know, I can have my own food, my abstinent food. And there was one person there, and, and she's been struggling with the food for many years. She knows the program. She said, well, maybe I need to call you, you know. And that was my daughter's mother-in-law. And I said, sure, give me a call, you know. And uh, I just, the more I do, the more I get. And I really love working with others. So thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. I believe I heard Sarah W. Uh, Matt N., you are next, and then Sarah W. Good morning, Matt. Hi, Santa. Thank you for your service. Hi, thank you. Well, good morning, my fellow visionaries. This is Matt M., a grateful, compulsive overeater, recovering just for today. Um, this paragraph is very important. It lets us know about complacency. We cannot forget that we have this illness and we have to pass it on what we do have. Um, some of us may not be recovered yet. Um, I haven't worked the steps through with my um, Vision for You sponsor, but I've been through the steps three or four times this past year. And what I did realize, um, you know, there's a little warning word to the wise. Do not forget where I came from. Do not forget that I'm a compulsive overeater of the hope of variety. Um, just recently, an example of this happened, a friend of mine who's been in program for 12 years, uh, she hasn't been seen. She's out of the rooms. And her life was very busy, just like these people. These people were doctors. They were lawyers. They had very busy personal lives. They had a lot that they had to do. They had families they had to support. They had to do all that stuff. But working with other alcoholics had to become their primary purpose. And when I, and when we forget that this program needs us to stay in recovery and to give, uh, give what we've still been freely been given from other people, then we lose our purpose and then we lose our way. And that's how relapse happens. And that's how we wind up revolve, going right through that revolving door of relapse, recovery, relapse, recovery. I'm real emphasis myself. I'm, like I said, just for today, I'm abstinent. I've been working the steps again through my sponsor, and I'm giving up my will. Self-will gives us nothing. You know, the self-knowledge gives us nothing. And working with other alcoholics and working with other compulsive overeaters, um, I have one day more sober than somebody else, and I can be grateful to pass that on to somebody else. And um, I'm very grateful. A lot of the phone calls I've made recently, outreach calls, 
God has been speaking through me, has been saying what I need, what's needs to be said, and I've had to hear what's been, what's been coming out of my mouth too. Because don't forget, what we say we need to hear ourselves as well. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Matt M. And Sarah W.? It was not me, Santa. I'm not, I'm not sure who it was. Okay, thank you, Sarah. Okay, we have time for just one more share. Who would like to take that spot? Lisa J. I'd Lisa, like to share. Lisa J., you got it. Okay, thanks. Uh, this is Lisa J. from uh, Massachusetts, recovering compulsive overeater. I've uh, my first time sharing on the line. Um, I'm just so grateful for the fact that, um, you know, there's people out there that have gone through this book and believe and live this program based on the 12 steps in the big book. And I, um, I, uh, just did my fourth step and, uh, went over, read it to my sponsor on Saturday and did six and seven. And now here I am on step nine. And I mean, I've been in, uh, the program and other programs, 12-step programs, where you're stopping, you're, there's two, you know, no one's saying, yeah, let's keep going, more action, vigorous action, you know, keep keep going to get to that recovered. I never knew it was possible. So um, just so grateful for everybody on the line. And, um, uh, you know, I, I just can't believe from when I started in June, I think it was June, maybe the end of May, that I'm, on my step nine already. Thanks, and with that, I pass. Okay, thank you. And I believe I heard Chelsea H. We have time for Chelsea, who have a quick share, two minutes. Yeah, um, yeah I'll go quickly, Santa. Thanks so much for your service. Chelsea H., I'm a recovered compulsive overeater for today. And um, it says, all the time our friend of the hotel lobby incident remained in that town, and he was there for three months, and then he returned home. It speaks to me here of when I need to know as someone working with others to let them go ahead and let the God of their understanding do the work. I need to get out of the way so that it says these men had found something brand new in their life. It said to us earlier in the information that God could be found if he were sought. So they had made their connection with the source greater than themselves. Bill had stayed there and did the work that he needed to do via his own divine director. So it was time now to let the God of all of the understandings get the job done and to carry the message that way. It tells me that I don't need to hang on to the people that I work with. They have to go out and help others. And we're really graced in the area I live in because we have like a Billy W. who has been going around really carrying this message and helping us to grow in effectiveness and understanding so we can go out and help others in our um, inner group area with all the other fellows there. And this individual has just been such a, a blessing because they they even come up with new things for us to do so we can learn and grow and get our connection, find that something brand new that will give us all a new life because it's a problem living that we have, and it's a spiritual solution that allows us to live happy, joyous, and free a day at a time. With that, I pass. Thanks, Santa, for your service. Chelsea, and thank you, thank you to everyone who has shared. Please join us for the second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. Now we will close with the reading from the big book on page 150, 
164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Penny C. please read A Vision for You? Our book was is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning, Penny. Good morning, Santa. Good morning, everyone on the line. This is Penny C. recovered in Massachusetts. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.